Hey, Google, subscribe to the One More Rep podcast. Podcast, we're taking beyond the barbell. I am your host, Modingo, and with me, with a dark horse, rain and blood pale L, is Duncan Bronuts. What's up, man? Bro, <laughs> that, that's why I picked this one. I'm so hungry. <laughs> You're such a dick. <laughs> I'm so hungry, dude. I would eat. A dozen, uh, no. a dozen donuts. I would eat sushi that's been left out on the fucking. <laughs> you, you'd eat gas station sushi right now. I would eat sub or subway speedway sushi <laughs> right now. Mar- I'd eat marathon, marathon sushi. sushi right now. Yeah, those those are a couple of our local gas stations. Oh my god, I'm so I can't believe you, man. I would bash a donut right now, dude. <laughs> yeah, but instead, we've been uh, here. Yeah, me and bro haven't seen each other for a couple of weeks, so we were just catching up having some beverages and we just wound up talking for about two hours <laughs> <laughs> before we even turned the mics on. So we've had a couple beverages, you know, I'm not afraid to admit that. And I'm actually excited because this is the first time Bro's had an opportunity to drink in a couple over, months. Yeah. Almost two months. Cause he's getting ready for comp season, but you know, he, he was ready to have a beer and I was obviously happy to oblige. Yeah. He brought some good ones, man. And you know, it was, it was good catching up and, and, um, no, no, just kind of taking it back, you know. I guess we could have recorded some of this for us, but not for you guys. <laughs> some good stuff, but um, it was cool. I guess sitting back here drinking some beers, just really talking shit. Yeah, it was kind of like going back to our old times, like we before we started pizza, the show. Yeah, we tried to order pizza, we ordered too late. Too late, damn it! And now I haven't eaten. I haven't eaten since um, eleven thirty today, and, and it's uh, nine thirty right now. <laughs> I don't know how you do it, man. I didn't. It's not on purpose. I got food in the fridge just sitting there, but it's just one of those things, man. You go bang, bang, bang. Spectrum was here. Got our internet. That's our lovely cable company. Yeah. Got that. And he was talking for a bit and then I wanted to work out. I had a nutrition at 240. So I had, it was at 215. I did a four minute warm up. jumped into, it was ended up being 75 deadlifts at 225, 75 ring dips for time. Like straight through? It was 25, 25 for three rounds for time. Okay. And, um. So I don't recommend not warming up for that. Um, but yeah, like you said, you've been sitting down eight hours a day and you think five minutes on the foam roller is going to lighten up your yeah, posterior chain. It's just, yeah. <laughs> and uh, of course it's not that heavy a weight, but you know, it's just had that time and then ran right to nutrition, trained three thirty four thirty five thirty, 30, had nutrition at 640. And then Mo got here at 715. We've drank three beers. <laughs> On our fourth, and um, and now it's now it's time to record. Going strong, baby. <laughs> but you know that's how we do it. One more rep podcast. We don't sit down. No, we don't. Yeah. If if we're hungry, we, we get, just we, we, we keep, keep pushing going. through. Yeah, yeah. We just we ain't got time to eat. You know, Jenna's off in the ooh the sand dunes. Yeah. And Jen, whatever. Yeah, Jenna's on assignment in Colorado. Yeah, some bullshit. To be honest she sent some me. pictures. So yeah, earlier in the morning she was in the snow, and then she just sent some uh, Instagram story, and now she's uh, in the sand dunes. So I think she's in the springs. Somewhere. 
she is, where was she? Aurora. She said she's going to Aurora. And then sand dunes are like three and a half hours from that. I don't know. Yeah. But um, we were getting a record and we FaceTimed to kind of talk smack and kept losing in the And she kept hanging up on us. Yeah. And so we might be looking for a new social media director. Yeah. She's actually really not as good as she says she is. <laughs> so if anybody out there is interested, uh, we pay her really, really, really well. <laughs> Speaking of someone who's good with, uh, with, with uh, images, our good buddy, Rick. Who, uh, who was the one that provided that lovely meme of, uh, you know, again, it's like that guy from uh, Harry Potter. I can't say his name, so I can't say the name of the, the other show that Tara Hewitt is the one that uh, inspired that. The Fisher friend's got to die. <laughs> and if it doesn't, then I'm just going to kill Jenna. <laughs> and then it cannot exist. I mean, it's pretty simple. <laughs> See, and I'm scared of that because it might be like uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, like, if you take her down, she might only come back stronger. Not Jenna. Remember, <laughs> in a self-defense situa- situation, her number one, one defensive thing is, is to shit her pants. I think I'm safe. <laughs> and we're like, I'm not worried about no poop. So we would like to announce that this show, this week's show, is brought to you by the potholes of Southwest Ohio. We are f***ing everywhere. Wow. I have... Never seen so many potholes. How much are they paying us? <laughs> I don't know. How much is a fr- the front end cost on an F-250? Man, I, I don't know. I don't know because the snow is all gone and everything. There just seems to be potholes everywhere. Like they're multiplying. They're like gremlins, man. I don't know how it is in your part of town, but like where I live, potholes all over the place, bro. I don't even know. <laughs> you just go so fast that you hop over them <laughs> with your charger. Muller effer. Challenger? Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> it starts with a C. It's a fast car. <laughs> Jeezy Pete. No, but I actually jacked that one from the uh, Under the Sun podcast. Uh, good buddy uh, Z Smith, a uh, musical artist down in... T- He's from Cincinnati, but he lives in Tennessee now. Records some music. He just started a podcast and checked his stuff out this week. So That's cool. Shout out to you, bro. But... More importantly this week, yeah. more important actually than this show, um, there's been some news with your football team. There was an acquisition that, acquired, that, that occurred a few OBJ. days ago. OBJ. We broke the internet. Yeah. So, <laughs> you remember, y'all remember Facebook went down? It's when the OBJ. Yeah, the OBJ Facebook and Instagram went down. Because of OBJ. That was because of OBJ, uh, otherwise known as Odell Beckham Jr., who is probably, I'd say, if he's not top the top two. wide receiver in the NFL in American yeah. football, he's definitely in the top two, two, three. Him and Julio Jones, yeah. hands down, yeah, definitely one of the best uh, skill position players out there. But he was acquired by Brody's team, the Cleveland Browns, in a tr- trade. Trade, yep. okay. And uh, it appears that w- there weren't any hard feelings between him and the Giants because he put an ad in the paper the following day you know, thanking all the Giants fans and everything. But um, with the moves that the Cleveland Browns have made just in this short period of time since the end of the uh, 2000. Last season to the season. 18 season, which is only, I mean, Super Bowl is in February. And now we're. Killing it. Yeah. It's. uh, We went from, we're now number, the number four team in Vegas to win the Super Bowl. Are you serious? Yeah. Just because of the... It's crazy, right? I mean, well, they made... they Last week, they acquired about three or four players. Yeah. 
We got defensive end from New York as well. Yeah. Well, Avery. That was before. Not Avery, but um, I'm having brain fart. Yeah, that was before they acquired mm-hmm. OBJ. So yeah, got from the Giants. Interesting that they got two players from the same team. Yeah, him and him, the two GMs, our GM and their GM, have been friends for about 30 years. Oh, okay. So that kind of explains that. That, yeah, that makes, it makes a difference. Yeah. yeah. You know they. Uh, you know we have an up and coming, trending high quarterback in Baker. You know Baker, Baker, the touchdown maker. That's right. <laughs> You know, our head coach is Freddie Kitchens, mm-hmm. and we got the baker in the yeah. kitchen. <laughs> now we got OBJ, muffins. Like, <laughs> no, it's, it's a good time. You know, a lot of uh, Bengals fans, if there is such a thing, and then uh, there are true Steelers fans. Uh, they're all shit in their pants right now, like <laughs> Jenna. They're in basically Jenna self-defense mode <laughs> because of what's about to happen. We've been... The doormat for... for 20 years. Yeah. Well, ever since they came back in 2000, 99. right? 99. 99 okay. Yep. We made the playoffs once since 99. Um, lost in the first game to the Steelers. Haven't been back since. We've had one 10 win season since then. Uh, missed the playoffs then. And uh, ever since then, everybody talks a lot of smack. That's why I'm a Browns fan, man. Yeah. I've been waiting for this day. I've been talking smack for so long, Mo. That eventually it pays off. It's like if you're persistent enough in something, <laughs> eventually it'll happen. Like if I talk shit well, for but 20 years, it, eventually it's going to. But look at the quit. Patriots though; they hadn't had a really Same good thing, season until yeah. was it was it 80, 86 when uh, they played the Bears in the Super Bowl and got destroyed. The Bears, yeah, you know, since until Belichick came. Yeah, so every team goes through this. It's nice to be on the up and up. Everybody's talking mm-hmm. about us. Media's yeah, I mean, hype. I'm hype. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Patriots did have one kind of. Uh, peak moment when uh they went to the super bowl and lost to green bay but then they kind of since then have sort of trended upwards obviously because they've won multiple super bowls in the past decade but for those of you that don't follow american football brody's seen the cleveland browns they've in the past they were a very prolific team uh the team was sold and then moved to baltimore then cleveland was at a team for how many years since when? Since they moved? You know, when, they, when they originally moved to Baltimore. Oh, well, we were one of the first original football teams. Mm-hmm. You know, we have more championships. That's people always like. Before they the, forget that. Yeah. Yeah. Before the Super Bowl, they had NFL championships. championships and we have yeah. more championships than anybody. Well, when they mo- made it Super Bowl, we haven't won a Super Bowl since Super Bowl era started. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the year that they moved the Browns is we were favored to win the Super Bowl. We, mm-hmm. had, we had got to the AFC championship the year, the year before. before. Yep. And we were, I mean, Bill, Belichick, we were firing on all cylinders. And, um, and then what was it? Three or four weeks, three weeks into the season announced the move. Yeah. And then. Which demotivated everybody. Oh, they literally stopped playing football in yeah. essence. And, and when you take that from the heartland of Cleveland, imagine you're, if you, how much, if you love your gym completely and then you find out that in, in 10 weeks, you're no longer going to have, have a gym. Full, yeah. And you don't have a gym to go to and all the people as you know, it, it sucks. It was a bad time. I didn't watch football for four years while they were gone and um, been with them, you know, die hard ever since. And, you know, I don't remember much of the Kozar era in the eighties cause I was really too young. young. Yeah. But yep. Love it. Uh, I love the Browns. I love everything Cleveland stands for. It's kind of reminds me of maybe why I love them is cause it reminds me of me and the, and the fact of, you know, I, I grind it out. Um, blue collar worker and just get after it, dude. It's just make, yes. make, make shit happen. That isn't going to happen. 
and until it happens, just keep grinding. Just keep grinding, yeah. Yep. So, like, for those of you that aren't familiar, because I know we have uh, listeners in Europe and Australia, so just imagine if, like, your rugby club mm-hmm. or your... Soccer. Or, like, uh, the CrossFit dad, one of our listeners in Australia, like, if one of your Australian rules football teams just all of a sudden, in the, like, two weeks into the season, just said, okay, we're moving. Mm-hmm. And just imagine what that would do to you as a fan, let alone a player. When they're favored to win... When they're favored the to win the championship, yeah. yeah. It was a... It was a very odd, bizarre move, and it didn't go over well. But you know, put for, it this way: the Browns fans are very, very loyal. loyal. And when Armadell, and they travel well too. Yes, and when Armadell died, the owner, or he was the, the original owner, the original owner who of the franchise moved us from Cleveland to Baltimore and sold us. Um, his <laughs> like his, horses. His tombstone was uh, desecrated by feces <laughs> and piss and, and spray beer. paint. Yeah, yeah, they and not. I don't. I don't. Ugh. I, I don't, don't condone think, such actions, no, but I also understand, I understand because, you know, we take that shit very seriously yeah. as, as fans and, and maybe that's sad, but I think all of us need something to latch onto, whether it is CrossFit or if it's some sort of fitness or just anything, soccer, football yeah. or American football, you know, anything like that, you know, I think it's a way for us to, it's an escape. It's an escape, you know, every Sunday I haven't missed a game. I don't know how long I'm, mm-hmm. I'm you know, cussing up and down and throwing stuff. And like, I'll never watch these guys. You know, just like, just like when we had Stu on the show, he said, you grew up in Cleveland cussing at the TV on yes, Sundays. It's the truth. <laughs> Even at eight years old. So I don't know. I guess enough of my brownies get this bad. Boy yeah, going. but it's uh, yeah, looking on the up and up. So if you aren't an American football fan and you start watching, uh, I, I would tell you to kind of keep an eye on the Cleveland Browns because it's going to be really interesting uh, what they do this season. So for this week's episode, this is something that yes, was in the excited. original list. Long ago. Long ago. A year ago. Or before we even started recording. And uh, unfortunately, Aaron and Drew kind of beat us to it in Kamawazi. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, this is a, a subject that I think a lot of people can talk about. And you can gleam different information from no matter who presents it, but uh, the positive side of conflict. Um, yeah, this is one of the ones we talked about like right off the rip that we wanted to do, but you guys kept giving us show topics. Yeah, uh, that were just, legit. That were legit. Because we if felt, they were shit, then we would use it. <laughs> it very true. But because you guys kept coming so hard with all these topics, we felt it was more appropriate to address them yeah. because you guys are the reason why we have a show still, you know, going on almost a year and a half, give or take, from the time we had our first meeting. But conflict. Um, you want to kick it off? Yeah, you know, I get very, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, people that have always felt my entire life that I'm an asshole or a dick. And people feel the same way about me, you know, especially and, when I was in the military. And the, and the reality is, I'm truly not. But what happens is, when you have someone who are openly voices their opinion, and will debate or stand up for what they believe in, they're, they consider you, they don't like conflict. Okay. So if they don't, if they, if they figure that you are, you don't mind confliction, mm-hmm. they think you're an asshole. When the reality is, is no, Hey, we can have a discussion. Absolutely. But I don't have to agree with you. No. And if you want me to just to bow down and agree with you, you're barking up the wrong tree. And also I think something that I talked about originally when we brought up this subject is you can, have a, you know, a conflict without being confrontational. It doesn't have to be right. You don't have to have you meet out in the back alley with knives and broken beer bottles. There's times though that that <laughs> does go to that though. 
I mean, they come with a knife and I'm going to shoot them with my stick. It's just that quick. And there's times when it hasn't went to that, when I wish it just escalated to that. Because they like, really just pissed me off. Because they earned that. Yeah, because there's a point when you when you cross that line of disrespect yeah. and you cross that line of like attacking. Mm-hmm. Well, now, okay, what's up, man? Like you want to attack me or whoever is coming at you. Like, that's cool. You have that option. We do live in a free country. Thank mm-hmm. to these, all these people that sacrifice our lives that we can voice our opinions. We, we can disagree with each we other. We can definitely disagree. And you guys have heard bro and I disagree on this show many yeah, times. Half the shit I don't even know what most talking about. <laughs> but no, here but we are yeah, 60, because 64 episodes in and we're still having a good listen, time. Because yeah. I listened to him and, and he's done the same for me. He probably, uh, he looked at me like, I just edited his stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. Yeah, you are, you are a dick. <laughs> Mo. Yeah, you would have said that if you had been drinking so much. True, true. No, but I think, it, you know, if you're going to come at someone, they, uh, they got to realize that sometimes you can cross that line. And when you do cross that line, you better be prepared because, and I'm not saying I'm coming at you like a spider monkey, but I am going to let you know, like, all right, mother effer. Yeah. You don't cross that line. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll talk to you as long as you respect me. But yeah. when you stop respecting me, then we're going to have some things are going to change. Yeah. And I think that's the first point we can address is like, you can have conflict, but you still have to maintain that respect for that other person. Because as soon as you start to disrespect someone, then the quality of the conversation degrades rapidly. Yeah. It goes in attacking, yeah. finding things. It's not even about the, it's not even about the topic anymore. And I'll give you guys what, how this started. So I made this, there was a post by uh, John Swanson in the CrossFit affiliate forums. And he is the founder, founder of owner, the Granite Games. Yep. Yeah. Founder, um, programmer. He's the head guy at the Granite Games. And if you're not familiar with that, it's probably... Second largest. Is it second? Okay. I would say next to water. Next to water. Okay. Yep. So one of the largest CrossFit competitions outside of the CrossFit Games. And is now a sanctioned event. And is now a sanctioned event. Mm-hmm. So there's even direct ties to, to CrossFit, CrossFit now. Games. Yeah, it's a CrossFit Games qualifier now. So he... He makes his post into the affiliate forums. In the affiliate forums, it's a private Facebook group that's it's it was intentionally originally designed to yeah, only be for, for owners. affiliate owners, yeah. but it's since has kind of gotten watered some, down. Yeah, yeah. And so, very rare. I see stuff. I get a notification. It comes in, and I'm usually like, uh, "That fucking person's stupid," and like <laughs> talking about the stupidest stuff. Like, you've been owning a gym for how long, and you you need to ask me this most basic question. And, um, so I'm, I just ignore 99% of it, but there's usually 1% of good stuff in it. But get this notification. I actually play an Xbox to be honest with you. And, um, get this notification. John Swanson makes his comment and I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? I don't even remember what's it about now. Like, um, so, and this is at about 1230 at night. Okay. So make a comment. Like basically it was about drop-ins. And you were saying how you don't charge for drop-ins and he was saying about how much money you lose. He was saying like, I made $3,000 off of drop-ins, blah, blah. Yep. Good. Thank you. So the post was about drop-ins and he was talking about how anybody who isn't charged drop-in really is not a business owner. So for those of you, you know, I know we do have a lot of non-crossfitters out there. I'm very, I'm sure I'm trying to show you some love and kind of give you some expectations here. So the phrase drop-in. So let's say you're out on vacation, you're visiting your aunt Sally in Baltimore and you still want to get your workout in, you just go, you find a CrossFit gym and you just show up. It's not your gym that you normally go to. Mm-hmm. And I would say. I had one tonight. TDY. Ten, I would say 11 times out of 10, they're <laughs> going to charge you something. <laughs> hey, Mo. 
I know I've clarified this a couple times on this show. I'm no mathematician. I'm no math magician. How do you get 11, you get 11, 11 out, out of 10? 10? You know why? Because that's why, how so stupid I am, obviously, because I don't charge for drop-ins. But mostly, uh, they'll either charge you. I've seen places where they charge you like a flat rate or if you buy a shirt. Yeah, it's or like, something like that. $20 and you get a shirt. Yeah. Well, I'm fresh out of shirts, Mo. Mm-hmm. So I ain't taking your 20 bucks. So. I know. I've been working with you for three years and I still don't have a shirt, but that's all right. That's a whole nother topic <laughs> when you ain't been drinking. No, but, um, so yeah, just tonight we had a, a person drop in, didn't even know she was coming. She's TDY in military for about four days and for training, which happens a lot in Dayton. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And shows up, boom, no problem. Whatever comes in, works out, leaves. No big deal. Right. Mm-hmm. So he makes his comment saying, I guess what I got hung up on is if you don't charge for drop-ins, you're not a true business owner, meaning this is going back to the Facebook post. Yeah. yeah. So meaning, so I don't charge for drop-ins. I don't, I'm not a business owner. I'm like, what the hell am I then? Mm-hmm. Oh, what am I? Like I'm 1230 at night. And this dude is like, he's, he's painting this as his way or the highway. Like if he, if very absolute statement. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. But I really don't care. I choose, I choose, this is my choice mm-hmm. as an owner. I can choose to do what I want. Mm-hmm. So I let him know that you can charge as little or as much as you want. Yeah. I basically told him like, Hey, you can do what you want, but guess what? I pay my affiliate fee and I'm allowed to do what I want. Mm -hmm. And just because I choose to do something differently does not make me less of what you think you are. Mm -hmm. Well, we kind of went back and forth a little bit. Yeah. And it was nothing. There was no disrespect. I basically told him like, Hey man, you got your opinion. I got mine. Fuck it. Mm -hmm. That was it. So set my phone down, get back killing those little kids. <laughs> get and, back to killing 14 year olds on the West coast. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> next thing is I get a, my, uh, phone goes off and it's a private a, message, private message from John Swanson. Yeah. I didn't know this guy. I, I've, we've, did you know who he was like during yeah. the middle of all oh, this? Yeah, okay. I know exactly. Who he is. I don't okay. care. I don't care. If it was fucking Dave Castro. No, I just point. didn't know if you actually yeah. like knew who he was. Yeah. I okay. don't Yeah. Not yeah. that I mean, not that it matters. No, but, it doesn't. Yeah. It could, it could have been Greg Glassman. I'm yeah. like, Hey bro. Your direction sucks. <laughs> I got this podcast. We talk so much about you and your direction. Just check it out. And that Margot Alvarez, you're a dumbass for doing that. Even though Mo doesn't know who she is. Anyways. I knew who she was. I was just caught off guard. Moving on. He sends me his message. Basically kind of goes, hey, blah, blah, blah. I was like, look, dude, we are not going to agree on this. Period. Like, that's how I feel. It's how you feel. I'm cool with that. Like, that's it. He's like, I respect that. Yeah. Okay. Now, guess what? We have about a two hour conversation yeah. of different stuff. I'm granted games from him coming on podcast, blah, blah, blah. And, um, it just shows you that he, he posted something in essence that was a, a blanket statement that he should never have done in all honesty. Most people won't, most people read like, Oh gosh, I, this dude's so stupid. He's a douchebag, blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't just think it. Sometimes I'm stupid and I say it. Like I, I, I go after it. I take the bait. It's a damn Reese cups, right? <laughs> the damn Reese eggs that I find because they leave these Reese eggs <laughs> Which out. Which they're about me. to start coming out here soon since Easter's right around the corner. I found better stuff now. But anyways. <laughs> so, was, it, was it the Krispy Kreme the, Nutella no, donuts? No, the Justin's peanut butter cups. You can get them at Kroger. Oh, those yeah. are amazing. Yeah, they yeah. are. Like all natural. Anyways, moving on. The, uh, so... I could just ignore it and whatever, but just for some reason, I felt like obligated to say something, mm-hmm. not for me, but for someone else, like for you, someone who's not going to say anything. Yeah. You choose. It's a choice. I make this choice. Mm-hmm. We, we don't, we make this, we don't want, we want people to come in 
and like not have anything to worry about. Like if you're on vacation, bro, last thing I want you to think about is paying a hundred bucks for a a seven to 10 day period. Like I think when I was in Jamaica last year, they want to charge 50 bucks for a drop in. And I almost thought about going. Instead, instead I ran on the beach and I'm stupid. I hate running. I'm stupid. I'm dropping 50 bones. Just keep up a little pile of cash there. But what do we get out of that? Yeah. And that's something that we had that conversation about on a different episode where, you know, like you talk about me when I do all the charity stuff, you know, like how much would I charge for a high school football game? And I was like, I don't, yeah. You know, because pizza and yeah, and beer. I, yeah. Pizza. And well, I can't drink beer at the high school football game. Hell but. you can't bro. <laughs> You're an adult now. You ain't in school no more. But the point bro brought up is like how much he was like, you know, if you had to charge him, how much would you charge him? And I said, I don't know, maybe 20 bucks, 20 bucks a game just to cover gas. Yeah. He's like, is that 20 bucks a game over the span of a football season going to have a huge impact on your, on your wallet? 160 bucks. No, it's not, you know, it's yeah. not going to change my life. You no. know, and, and what, going what, back to your point, but what changes lives is these relationships, dude, like yep. Megan Blake, who are huge, um, I guess Blake's the only ambassador of our, uh, of our show, of our yeah. show, but no, um, huge parts of our show. And, uh, we have a relationship only because they dropped in for a long period of time and they're completely disbelief that they were here for a month and I wasn't going to charge them a dime. They don't cost you anything. When a mem- when someone comes in off the street, they don't cost me a dime. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of gym owners, and unfortunately they do this, they try to say, hey, you know, this person costs X, I got to do this. And maybe it's because they pay their- maybe, maybe their rent's like sick or, sick, or they're and, leasing or, equipment. Or they're or paying whatever. their coach like 55, An hour. 75 yeah. Gs a year, whatever the F it is. I don't, whatever. That's how they try to justify it. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, but that's okay. You can do that. But the point of this, Confliction through resolution. You can have conflict, but you can have resolution through that. Meaning mm-hmm. me and him didn't see eye to eye at first, but he said, I respect that. And when someone acknowledges that, then you can take the next step to the, the conversation and, re- and relationship. And you can actually have a good relationship through that. And I don't care who he is. Mm-hmm. He's a Granite Games guy. That does mean nothing to me. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's a human. He's, he's still a human being, yeah. Yeah. Just because you do the Granite Games don't make you special. Dave Castro is no special. He's no more special than anybody else. I mean, minus Brooke Wells. <laughs> and that brings us to our next point. Conflicts are an opportunity for growth. When you're able to resolve conflicts in a relationship, it builds trust. You can feel secure knowing your relationship can survive challenges and disagreements. So, you know, yeah. like you said, I mean, bro and I have disagreed on a couple of things. I mean, I can't even think of what they were because it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. You know, just us having a conversation on the show and me, you having your opinion, me having my opinion. I think it was uh, the prediction show when we were going back and forth mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, the thing did, is- do you guys listen to us to hear us give the same opinion and view on everything? I don't think so. I think you, 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 you well, like you some do, of the good you're, cop- you're, you're not enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, if you do, you're not enjoying it. But I think one of the early uh, reviews we got is that it was like the good cop, bad cop type thing. I think I basically, I say what Mo really wants to say, but he doesn't because he's older than me. <laughs> he's already learned the life lessons of when not to say certain things. And I've not learned that yet. Um, no, I think, I think that's pretty cool is that you typically don't get it. I trust Mo and I believe in the direction because through our communication, we want the same thing. We want to succeed in this. And when you have that same direction, and I know that Mo's interests are completely and utterly for the best interest. It makes it easier to say if Mo says something and I'm like, "Eh, I don't know, man. Like I always default to this. Mo 
wants the best for our podcast. Okay. And Mo is, this is his, this is what he does. Like he's really good at this. And, um, now I, I can have, I have ideas and he's completely accepted them. And, but he know I, I rely, I truly believe in letting people do a job that they're good at because meaning Mo's good at this. I can give him input, but I'm always going to default that he's better at this than I am. So when I, when I just step back and like, all right, you voice your opinion, kind of say what you did. If most still think this is the right direction, then that's what we'll roll with. And conversely, there's been a lot of stuff where bros brought up, um, you know, certain things that we should do and actions we should take. And I'm like, okay, well, what's the worst thing that happens? It's not like we're getting paid, you know, if, if we, if we're way off course, okay, we'll just reel it back in a little bit. Or Mo will say, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's usually a lot of times uh, when we have conflicts, that's how it usually goes. Like, oh, I never really viewed it from that standpoint. And we're like, okay, let's roll with it. Yeah. And it turns out good, obviously. Well, except for the old thing about bringing Jen on the show. (laughs) No. Like Like I said, said, man. You've had some good ideas. I've had one bad idea. This whole Fisher and Friends, I'm telling you, is going to be a death of me, Mo. Literally. Um, we're going back to the original part when we started this off. Um, something else to consider is that uh, conflicts trigger strong emotion. Yeah. Uh, when we're talking about the respect piece. Um, if you aren't comfortable with your emotions or able to manage them in times of stress, you won't be able to resolve conflict successfully. I think we've all seen this in relationships, in business, uh, within family. Um, sometimes people, um, can't reel in the emotional piece to the conflict. And and why is that though? Because it's easy to just get emotional about a situation because you're passionate. It's what you believe. It's how you feel. And when you feel a certain way, sometimes it leads you to act out, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah. But do we tend to act out against people we know well or don't know well? I think a lot of it depends on the situation. Um, Uh, I can see that. Like for you, if you and I were having an issue, I know my emotional leash is a lot longer with you Mm -hmm. because we have a relationship and that if I get really pissed off about something, as long as I don't get disrespectful, I know I have more, more relying with that. Mm -hmm. Or if it's a complete stranger where I have like that reputation capital that I may or may not have built up with that person that I don't want that first impression to be so far off the mark that they're going and telling everybody, like, oh, that guy's a fucking lunatic. You know, I would never get involved with business with that guy. He just can't keep it together. I think that's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> is there a C option? <laughs> C, I think, is like A or B. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got Dr. Phil over here. No, this is, and Blake. And whoever, all my military cats are out there, they're all shaking their heads like, man, this is garbage. Mo, is learn, a, Mo learned this, this is at a NCO Academy. This is some handbook stuff. I think that. Yeah, Gabe, that, that's another cat. Well, he's probably the guy that probably has helped me the most uh, grow as a leader. Gabe Browning, huge shout out, brother. I think what I was trying to get at is sometimes when we're a lot closer with someone, we think we can get away with more than usual. But sometimes that we take that for granted and you cross even in that line. Mm-hmm. When you when you become familiar with yeah, like okay, me and most cool, I can really 
I can really stand up for what I believe in, but there's still a point. There's still a threshold, no matter how close you are, that you cannot cross. And when you cross that, no matter who it is, then that's when it becomes, there, there's really no resolution except like, there's real no, no resolution. Yeah. Like you can, you cross that, that point of no return. Yeah. There is no return. Yeah. I think no matter how comfortable you are in a relationship, whether it's like me and bro doing the show together um, or me and my wife or even me and my kids or even my coworkers, there's no matter how comfortable you are, there's always that respect line. It might be further away from the center, but that line always exists. It does. You're and right. you can never cross that line because once you do, you can't guarantee what's going to happen after that. And I think if you do, because it can, it can happen on accident, you better be willing to fess up and yeah. own that, right? I think that's another, there's another downfall is that when, when people cross it and it's been known, they've been, they've been informed that they've crossed that and they don't take any action to like, well, bro, I fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I was just pissed. If you say that, then I was like, oh, dude, <laughs> trust me. I've been there yeah. before. If I didn't say that, he'd be like, well, we had an incident a couple of weeks ago where I did something and I was like, oh, sh- dude, I oh, am so sorry. Yeah. I, said, I, even I forgot about it. Oh, no, I remember it because I felt horrible about it. I was like, bro, I am so sorry. I totally screwed that up. You know, bro was pissed, you know, and I was like, and I, I, it, I immediately owned up. I was like, dude, I fucked that up. I'm sorry. And, 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 and then that was the end of it. It was the end of it. And we actually went and had pizza and beer that night. <laughs> I made him buy, though. No, uh, no and I think it was, it's not only that, but yeah, he, he shouldn't have done that. And it was something, it was minor in the grand scheme of our relationship. But um, I knew that he didn't do it maliciously. Mm-hmm. But in the return, it doesn't take away from what actually had happened. And he recognized that. And I'm the same way. If, and it didn't cost me anything to apologize no, immediately. No, you know? no. And, and you almost, sometimes when things happen, like, what the fuck did he do that for? <laughs> Which and, is, I'm sure is what exactly, the first thing they ran through your head. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> so what is he doing? And, um, you almost feel bad about it afterwards. Cause I'm like, why would I say that? Well, I felt, but I felt sick dude, but, because, and you I know. felt, and I felt sick. Like, <laughs> why did I say, why did F he do this? Like I, I, even though it happened, like he didn't do that on purpose. If he did, I'm like kick him in his nuts. Like <laughs> he didn't do it on purpose. I knew it, but it doesn't change the chain reaction of yeah. what was to follow. And, and he, he knew it. And I've been that, gosh, dang, I've, I've apologized so much in my life. Um, and people still want more. Like, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I've already apologized a bunch of my life. Bro. How much more do you want me to say? I'm sorry. Like, and people get, you know, that's what screws me up, man. Is when people want you to apologize and I'm like, what for? Like, I didn't do anything. Like you or, just went here and apologize. Like, if I apologize to you, then you know, it means something. Mm-hmm. And you know I won't do it but again. But when you're trying to solicit that apology, well, I think you should apologize. I think you shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think. And that's what I tell them. I'm like, are you kidding me? You came here for this? Like, let's t- let's hash this out and let's move on. And, or let's hash this out and let's separate. Yeah. Like, it's that simple. We're either going to move on from this. Well, in one, one way or another, you're going to move on. Yeah. It's either together. Yeah. It's either together or apart. Yeah. And. Don't come in like that's the worst attitude. Like, unless I truly did mess up, don't come in like arms crossed, looking up in the sky and wait for me to say, Oh, I'm sorry. No, if I if I messed up, you'd already heard it before you. Yeah, if met. you come in with these expectations of what the apology should look like or what the end result should look like without taking into consideration both sides of the story, because 
there's always two sides to every story. There is. You know, and, and if you come out of that, like, well, I, I don't think that apology was good enough. Oh my God. Dude, you got an apology. Dude. Yeah. And that, but I think it always, that comes well, back to respect. But then there also is those, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, those were like those, those the pseudo apologies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. There is that. Yeah. When they know they messed up and then they can't even give you a true apology. Like, yo Mo, I really shouldn't have done that. I like, I kind of blacked out. <laughs> You know, this whole Fisher and Friends thing has got me all messed up, okay? I haven't eaten since noon. I haven't eaten since noon. Rick sends me this jacked up <laughs> Fisher and Friends meme. I'm literally now about to ban Rick, and he's the coolest dude I know. You know, it was 9 o'clock, and he's already listened to our podcast. Yeah, yeah. shout out to Rick, man. He, he's probably what, he probably is the first one to download and the first one to listen and comment. And, uh, you know, that just kind of threw me over the edge, what you said, Mo, but you know what? I shouldn't let that dictate. I shouldn't let Fisher and Friends really bring me down as much as it does. But I messed up. I shouldn't have done that. Like, that's how it should be handled if I messed up. Yeah. And Versus then, the, uh, yeah, dude, I'm sorry, whatever. Yeah. Are we done? Oh. <laughs> I used to love getting that from Airmen when I was working in the training environment. You know, and usually when students weren't doing so well, I either attribute it to skill or will. Either you didn't have the ability or you didn't want to. And it was the ones that didn't want to were the ones that I had the most turmoil with. Yep. And especially those ones, you know, I would try and mentor them through a situation. I was like, are we done, Sergeant? Oh. Guess what? <laughs> you certain bonus rounds, bitch. Because we definitely ain't done. Yeah. <laughs> Knife hands galore. Yeah. I, I remember an airman did say that to me one time. And thank God my wingman, Miriam Montalvo, uh, she's the reason I got promoted. Her and Shelly Winings. Those two people saved my ass on multiple occasions, but I clearly remember like blacking out and she got the airman out of the room before I could like lose my shit. <laughs> I see you turn like, oh no, he didn't. <laughs> he was like, Arr! like my head was about to start spinning around, Dude. but yeah. Yeah. When yeah, we've all had that, like, absolutely. You like whether you, it's your kids. Or your boyfriend. Doesn't or matter. Your, whoever. No one's in the room but you two. Yeah. And yet you're looking over your left shoulder and you're looking over your right shoulder. Cause, like, cause you're did, looking, he, did cause, he just say that? Well, you're looking for Austin Kutcher because you think you're getting punked. Right? <laughs> like, you're looking around like this. Like, I'm looking at the wall right now. I'm looking at the wall. And like, no one's in here. And like, yeah, you said that. Like, are you, talk, right. are you talking to me? I know you ain't talking to my, you know, that, yeah, we, man, I tell you, when people do that, that's just. They're asking for it, yeah. man. Like, and again, that's that respect line. Done crossed it. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. If you do, though, because you can. You can, absolutely. I've crossed it, and I'm, whatever's coming at me, I got to be ready for it, because, like, I don't know. Yeah, and, and like bro said, sometimes you cross that line unintentionally. I would say that's the minority of those situations, because a lot of times it's, like, not necessarily with intent, but maybe with recklessness, you yes. know, where you're just, like, you don't care about the situation anymore. But you have to accept the fact that if you did cross that line incidentally, that sometimes you can never repair the damage that has occurred. But I think by taking that first step and acknowledging the fact that although it was not with intention, that you did cross that disrespect line, that that will go a long way to repairing or maintaining that relationship. Yep. And we just talked about this. Yeah. <laughs> um. Conflict continues to fester when ignored because conflicts involve perceived threats to our well-being and survival 
They stay with us until we face and resolve them. So this is that classic example of the ostrich shoving its head in the sand. No, there's nothing going on here. Nothing to see. You know, keep calm and walk along. Uh, or keep calm and move on. Um, it just, where you just, uh, if I ignore it, it'll go away. You know what pisses me off more than someone <laughs> crossing the line, Mo? Someone ignoring a situation. They're acting like it never happened. <laughs> like, I'm going to forget. <laughs> you know what I mean? Has anybody ever had that? Like, I know you got to be like, yeah, I know that mother effer. You're looking at me right now. I got his name, his date, his birthday, his social security number, and when it happened. And but his shoe size. But you can't remember what you got for Christmas last year. But you can remember when they'd sit there and like they acted like nothing happened. You know, I've had this happen so many times in my life. Something happened. They kind of disrespected me. I ain't seen him for a week. And they walk up to me like, what's up, bro? I'm like, motherfucker. You remember a week ago? They don't <laughs> You're trying to shake my hand? You're trying to shake my hand now? Like, they don't even get within, like, hey, what's, um, no. Hey. Last Monday. You know, remember that? I got your message. Remember what you said to me last Monday? What's up with that? Remember last week when you stole my barbell? Oh. Do you remember that? <laughs> you know, when people act like they never said something and never did something and like, we're cool. Guess what I, guess what I am not, Mo. I am not cool with them. I don't do well. I cannot sleep until my conf confliction is talked about. And if, if, I, if you blow me off for four days, I have now four days to stew. Yeah, and it's not about um, not letting it go, but it's about closing that loop. You know, in, uh, in leadership, we talk about that communication loop, like you make sure everybody understands and you close it up at the end to make sure everybody has the same understanding. When you have a conflicted, when you have a situation dealing with conflict, I think it's kind of human nature to want to close the loop on that for certain people. But if you're opting for this ostrich with the head in the sand type mentality, you can't go back to that person that you've had conflict with and expect or assume for them to have forgotten or forgiven. Mm. Here's the thing, man. I, I've, I've used this example. Let's say, um, let's say I have an issue in the gym and I address it and I address it through an email saying, Hey, this is happening. Can't happen again. If it does, we got bigger problems. Okay. This is not what we represent. So I use that platform. Okay. If a member comes to me, okay. And says, Hey, I got this problem, this problem, this problem. We're in my office and they're telling me this to my face. They have, they have a legitimate problem. Mm -hmm. Okay. And again, this goes to the work center, yes. relationships, everything. Any type of management. They come to me, and I'm on my phone, just blowing them off. And they finish their thing, and I'm like, is that it? And I walk out. Yeah. What kind of message does that send with what, your nonverbals? If, I, if I'm not giving them my full attention, and once they finish, I'm like, was that everything? And then I don't even respond, yeah. respond back, and I walk out. Now, imagine me sending a message to someone like, hey, Look, this happened. Can't happen again. If it does, then we're going to have a big problem. Mm. And this is why it can't happen. Mm -hmm. if you, that, you provide some follow-up to that. Yeah. If someone doesn't respond to that, I look at that as in like, well, I know that you've seen it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So why aren't you answering me back? Like, 
So I think it goes like what Jenna said with the Facebook thing. You see the little bubble, the little bubble. damn bubbles. You know, Zuckerberg did that shit on purpose. <laughs> he did. He don't have to put the bubble. Mo, he don't have to put it. But you know what? He can. You know why he can? Because he's he Mark Zuckerberg. He Mark Evan Zuckerberg. He can put the bubble. He, you know how many problems he's caused because of that damn bubble? I look, know you read it because look, it tells me you read it. Look at Apple. They learned. They put a no read receipt. You don't know. Maybe they didn't read it yet. No, they read it, but they're just choosing not to respond. I thought if you uh, swiped to, or, or I think if you like push to the side, doesn't it do that? It tells you like when they got it at least. On the text message? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. If you slide it, it'll just tell you like when the message was sent. Doesn't it say tell you when yeah. it was read? Yep. Totally different. But that no, little no, bubble. That's one thing I do miss about the military with their email system is the read receipts. Because, you know, you, there's a function in the, that office suite yeah, where yeah. you could put the read receipt on there and be like, oh, yep. you, you didn't know about the formation on, on, on Friday? Oh. Oh, why'd you it? says you it? read it. Oh. Um, yeah. What happened? What's going on? Yeah. Did the North Koreans hack you? <laughs> <laughs> the North Koreans are hacking your stuff to make sure you're not in formation? You, little Johnny uh, private first class. Koreans are yeah. after you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Oh, you don't have security clearance. <laughs> Guess what? You're actually, you're nothing to this military. You're on the lowest end of the lowest end. You're the little rubber things that hold up the ladder. Actually, you know what? I need a coffee. Can you go get me one? <laughs> um, but no, I think that's when you see that, and then it's just another, like, it's another disrespect. And the fact of, I've always said this. Okay, I'll respect you as long as you show me respect, mm -hmm. okay? Once you start teetering to not respecting me, my respect meter goes down. Yeah. Like, now I'm in the I don't give a F mode because you, if you're not going to show me the respect, bro, like, I'm not even going to give you the time of day. It's kind of like when we talked to Pat about percentage-based deadlifts. <laughs> he you, still will not you, you maintain that, yeah, you maintain that, uh, that respect uh, barrier, I guess, for lack of a better term, but, you know. If you're going to respect me, I don't have a reason to jump that line and disrespect you. But, but however, comma, yeah. sometimes it does happen it where does. people just jump that line. It does. I mean, I, I think, I think is there, there's a couple, couple things I want to say about this one. Sometimes it happens and we can acknowledge like, okay, Hey, here in the moment, been there, done that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. How, how am I going to judge Mo for what he did when I've done that myself? And mm -hmm. I understand that. Sometimes it, you get caught up, mm -hmm. but then there's also a time where I like totally, totally ignore that yep. portion of it. And now I'm like, screw you, man. Like, I don't care if I've done this before. It, so if you want to be a hypocrite, you can, mm -hmm. but at the same time, like you kind of have to fill the situation out. Was it done maliciously or not? Yeah. And I think all this goes into <laughs> in the split second that all this goes down. It's, it's like, it's a lot to process. It is. And it's almost like being a police officer. They always get hung out there. Like, you know, with today's technology, you know, you see an incident of them shooting someone. That, body it, cams or cell phone footage or whatever. Cell phone footage. Yeah. That's what it is. And, and, they, and, and it, it starts. It is, well, right. but, it's, but those things are, are clipped. Yes. You know, they only show you certain pieces. They don't of it. show you the five minutes before it where he was getting shot at or whatever, or that was in his face in an aggressive manner mm -hmm. of the officer's face. It's always like, that's taken out. You're seeing the snippet of them. Like, wrestling and then getting shot for no reason yeah. in quotation or conversely when the cop does wrong 
you know, yeah. and, they're, and they're going in their way out of bounds. And the next thing you see the cops getting beat and you're like, oh man, why didn't that cop shoot him? You know, yeah, or whatever, you know, so there's, but you know, there's definitely, th there's a narrative to be told with any sort of video that's posted out there. Absolutely. But sometimes you only do get to see a snippet and mm -hmm. to, to judge off that's pretty, pretty tough, but cops definitely get the, uh, the short end has caused a lot of controversy um, among uh, how cops are respected nowadays, yeah. you know, I remember or, or, or not respected. Yeah. I remember growing up as a kid, like I saw a well, cop, it yeah. was like, Oh wow. Yeah. It's a cop. You know? you know, when I, when I took, you know, that was back when they were using revolvers, I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> for you. <laughs> but when I knew, I know when I was testing for uh, different departments, I would go, there'd be 300 applicants for one position, mm -hmm. 300 applicants for three positions. Now they can't even, they can have four positions open. They can't even get 40. They get two applicants. Yeah. They can't even get 40 qualified people yeah. to take the test. And then out of the 40, you can't even get half of them that are even eligible to even be a police officer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just completely changed and it, it sucks, but you know, there's a narrative to everything. And I think yeah. that even in relationships, there's a narrative like me and Mo have history. So mine, his narrative is pretty, pretty long. Yeah. yeah extensive. But if I just met you and you're coming at me like, Hey dude, let's start a podcast. <laughs> like, bro, I don't yeah. even know like your last name. <laughs> Do you even have the equipment? <laughs> no, like if someone's coming at you and you don't know them, <clears throat> like Mo said earlier, their leash is very short. Yeah. And that can instantly put me on the defensive, like, what's your fucking name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And do you like, do you know who I am? I, I, I sometimes I get roped into saying that meaning <clears throat> that's a real question. Like, you know? do you know who I am? As in, I guess it can be perceived as a threat, but maybe it is like, like understand I don't know you mm -hmm. and how you're coming at me is not going to be accepted because mm -hmm. me and you ain't cool. Like, I don't know you like that. Yeah. We don't have history. Yeah. Like Mo says, come, comes at me and I'm like, what's okay. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not going to come at him like that. And I, but I think that kind of speaks to like how we originally met. Like I messaged you on Facebook mm -hmm. and I was like, Hey, you know, this is what I do, blah, blah, you know, and there, and I actually, it popped up the other day cause, uh, I sent it through the excess page and I had to go there for something. And, and that original conversation is still in there. Oh, that's cool. And it was like, well, so what do you do? You know, where are you from here? And you, you were giving me the feeling out question. So I look back on it and I kind of laugh because it's funny because I can see your personality in that line of questioning. That's you know, dangerous. Not knowing that you had a law enforcement background, I look back on it now. I was like, oh, those are normal questions that I would ask if someone came at me too like that. So, you know, I just had this. <clears throat> I just had this. I had um, someone mess me, message me about um, the gym and, and things like that. And the, the, it was just kind of odd how everything kind of boiled down. And so I asked questions mm -hmm. like, all right, you know, whatever. So I asked these questions and go back and forth. And then it comes back like, do you want my money or not? It was the, it, the that question. That was the final that's response. What they, that's what they asked me. Yeah. I'm like, hold on a second. This ain't even all about the money. Like, yeah. I, I was within, what I was asking was it within legitimacy of, like, I don't, I don't know what's going Your on. Your normal filtering process. I'm trying to, like, what, I'm trying to fill this out. Like, I'm, it feels weird to me. So mm -hmm. if something feels weird to me, I'm not going to put my hand in the hole. You know what I mean? <laughs> if... If I know there's something in there that can harm me, yeah, I'm going to be like... Like that 200-pound catfish? Not even that. Like, I don't care. It's something that can physically hurt me. I'm going to look. I'm going to examine this damn box yeah. that I can't see in. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to get as much information before I'm like... Before touching it, yeah. Like, do I smell anything? Yeah. Can I hear a damn rattle in there? Yeah. Or like, or is there hissing? Yeah. Like, 
Like I'm going to try- smell like chemicals. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, you know, I don't know. Like, is there, if I put my hand in here, I'm going to make sure before I do and I commit that I know everything about, about this as much as I can yes. before I commit to touching this, this thing. Yeah. So, and I think it, it maybe is law enforcement and that's, I didn't spend an attorney on five, a little over five years, but maybe it's just maybe who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes questions are good and people look at, I think like, for example, if I ask a question, it's me like me, well, do you want my money or not? Yeah. Well, actually, no, I just want to know like, what's up? And one thing I used to always tell like my, my junior leaders is like, I ask a lot of questions, but I'm not questioning you. I want to know why you're coming to this conclusion so I can understand better about you. So that way, as we proceed in this relationship, I know how to better work with you. I was like, so please, you know, I'm not saying that you don't know what you're doing. I just want to know. Yeah. And I'll give you some insight on this conversation to just kind of justify this person messaged me. They used to come to our gym and then they moved and they were at another location and there's a gym that was closer and it worked out better. Totally understand Mm -hmm. that. Okay. They're there by themselves. Their significant other now wants to be involved into CrossFit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, when they came back to CrossFit, in essence, they went to a different gym Mm -hmm. and I found this out like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, you want to come to our gym now. What, what changed? What changed from when you, when you wanted to do this together together? Um, why didn't you choose our gym originally? Like, I don't, I'm just trying to figure out cause you used to be a member here and mm-hmm. then your first choice wasn't us when you came back. Like in you as a, someone who cares about your, your community, you want to know, well, fuck, why, why did I mess up? Yeah. Did I do something of, wrong? Yeah. Did I mess up or did something happen inside the gym? I didn't know about. And that's what, there you go. and that's what I was trying to get at. And that's what I'm trying to get at is like, okay, okay. So we've never had, I said, we've never had this happen. If someone leaves our gym and for whatever reason, and they come back to CrossFit, they come to our gym. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is, so that's, that's me. Like I see the box. I don't Mm -hmm. know what's inside of it. So I got to figure out if you enjoyed it here, what you did. Okay. But when you had a choice to come back, you didn't Mm -hmm. like, did I mess up or did something happen? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, we went to this other gym because um, my significant other was kind of intimidated by the women there. I'm like, yeah, I get it. They're pissing everywhere and they're yeah. jacked as hell. I'm intimidated like, by the women in my gym. So yeah, I, I get it. So it can happen. And, and I was like, okay, well, but why, but if that's the case, why now? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to come back? And then another thing was, you know, the price, we were a little bit more expensive than this other gym. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but our prices went up since then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if, if it was price and our people, well, our people haven't changed. Our price has actually increased mm-hmm. since then. I don't understand. Like why now? So I'm still trying to figure out. So something, there's a third thing missing. Yes. Yeah. Like something to me, something happened that I didn't know about or I pissed them off. Uh-huh. Okay. And I'm trying to make Which sure. Which is a legitimate concern. I don't want them to come into our community and already conflicted and have an issue. With, already two, with two strikes already. As in like, if they're, if they're pissed at me and they're not telling me about this, they're always going to have animosity towards me no matter mm-hmm. what. I don't want them. Whether they voice it or not. Right. right. I don't want there to be a rift inside our community. Me asking these questions, which I felt were all appropriate. Mm-hmm. They come at me with, well, do you want my money or not? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I don't care about the money. Mm-hmm. I care more about our community than your guys' 200 and whatever dollars. Mm-hmm. And that's the fact. I'm, I'm now perceived as an asshole. Okay. Because I'm asking questions when people just want to give me money. Well, mm-hmm. you don't know me then. because. 
I don't want just your money. money yeah. Right. You this, want the relationship. It's not, you don't have to love me, but you have to believe in what we do. And I want to make sure if you do come in, there's no confliction from day one to where it's going to build into fester. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. like you're not saying anything. So it's going to fester and grow, mm-hmm. grow, grow. And then when it happens, we're going to have a huge issue. Mm-hmm. It's I, just going to blow up. I'm day. not ready to deal with that. Remember that time five years ago when you didn't put the toilet seat down? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't. If you ask, I mean, you're, like, I, you're like, am I supposed to put the yeah, toilet seat down? Like, it's like they want you to remember that stuff. And it's not like you said five years ago when I took a shit on top of your hood of your car. I'm going to remember, remember that. that. <laughs> like, I'm going to remember that, Mo. But so it's, that's. It, it would be more concerning if you didn't remember that. But that's the thing. Like, so through, through me asking questions, I can be perceived as an asshole or mm-hmm. dick. But in reality, I'm trying to not be that. I'm trying to get information so I don't harm anything that's in here mm-hmm. or our people in here. Also, in, in reverse, making sure they feel comfortable about coming to the gym. But also, how many gyms wouldn't have even asked those questions? Oh, yeah, come yeah, on in. Yeah. Uh, we have, here's our class schedule. Uh, it's, you know, on-ramp is this day. Um, monthly membership is this. See you on Thursday. And, you know, I toss and turn with this as an individual, like, Man, there's so many, you know, my life would be so much easier if I just rolled with a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but then I guess I wouldn't be who I am if I did. Like it's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this brings me to our last point is we respond to conflicts based on our perceptions of the situation, not necessarily an objective review of the facts. Our perceptions are influenced by our life experiences, culture, values, and beliefs. So, so I didn't even see the show notes. So I just rolled right into that. Bitch. So, so you and I like, you know, it's safe to say military and LEO kind of have the same sort of core fundamental value sets. Yeah. Cause I would say when I was deciding to try to go to the military or uh, law enforcement, I was 50, 50, I was going to go army or I was going to go law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And I talked to a guy who's done both. Oh, okay. So he, that's a good, that's a good asset. To he have. was airborne first Iraq war, current law enforcement officer, good relationship. He gave me the like, Hey, you know, I see here's the pros and the cons. Yeah, yeah, here's pros and cons. You like control your life? Yeah, I do. Don't law go military. Don't go military because <laughs> you can leave law enforcement anytime you're out. Yeah, what to? Can. And um, Uncle Sugar, not so much. <laughs> so I mean, there's a lot more that went into it, but yes, I think that any information is good in mm-hmm. that one. But but again, you know, I'm 45. I've lived well, not all over the world, but you know, spent a, uh, a lot of my time in uh, the Pacific whether as a, a child or as an adult. Um, and then in my military time, basically all throughout the Southwest, get plopped here in Ohio, um, have four kids. Um, Thank God. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't, yeah. They, they, they're the ones that saved me for myself, that's for sure. Well, I was being selfish because I was saying, <laughs> we wouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? That's how much an asshole I am, man. I was thinking about the podcast and the DJ. And I wouldn't know you. <laughs> And you're being all sentimental about your kids. Like, yeah, come I'm on, sorry. Get your I'm priority. sorry. As a father, I was focused on my children and my <laughs> get bad. Get your priorities right. But, you know, um, you know, the music has given me a lot of opportunities, um, oddly, through fitness and through music. Um, you know, I've experienced and met a lot of people that I never would have met otherwise. I've developed a lot of relationships across the spectrum. But, and because of that, my views on life as a whole, especially, I think, living in another country and being deployed to other countries, has developed my, um, my sense of values, my sense of respect, those types of things. Um, not saying that just because you don't live all over the world and have had all these experiences doesn't mean you don't have the same values, but I would argue to say that we view the world differently. Mm-hmm. 
just because everybody's different. Because if everybody drove a white car and only liked the, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, I'm glad I got tired of that when I was in Texas. But if everybody did everything the same way and lived in this, you know, Acropolis where it was this walled city where everybody had the same values and beliefs, life would kind of be boring as shit. Then you just like describe describe Iraq, <laughs> white toilets, <laughs> living in one gigantic sandbox. I guess they do all drive white cars. Yeah, weird. Damn. The only place I ever saw more white cars is when I lived in Japan. Everybody drives a white four door. <laughs> I don't know why. It just you you yeah you go in a parking lot, and like you get somebody keys. Hey yeah, I got the white Toyota four door outside. You know. Okay. Have you seen that five foot female CrossFitter that's blonde? <laughs> Wears Jack, booty shorts. Booty shorts Jack. and Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like really confident. Um, um, yeah. Yep. There's about 50 of them <laughs> right in there. Which one? <laughs> but yeah, you know, your life experiences, my life experiences, the experiences of all of you listening out there, they're all different. And I think diversity is good because if, like I said, if we all thought the same way, things would be very be boring, boring. yeah. I, 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 but at the same time, I would gain like probably about four years of my life back from these dumbass conversations I get <laughs> roped into on, on Facebook. Like I really do. Like these damn Reese Cup trails, they, they just, it's ridiculous. But when we talk about these perception or perceptions and uh, cultural values, I think, um, to be intelligent about all that stuff, you have to take that into consideration when you're having a conversation with someone and it turns into um, a situation where it's conflict and then maybe in someone else's culture or their life experiences, the first thing that they're used to is to come at you. That's still not cool, but you know, do, you know, do I have to accept that? Not necessarily. You have to recognize the situation. Well, unless you're going to start going toe to toe with them, you kind of have to, it's like the totality of circumstances, yep. you know, hey, you, you. <laughs> you build, you build this profile of the situation and then you have to make a decision on how you're going to react to that situation. Yep. And it all has to be done pretty quickly. Yeah. I Cause think that's, that's- I, I, I'd argue that most of these conflict, these, uh, you know, conflict situations kind of happen quickly, uh, where we don't have a lot of time to make a decision. You know, we'd obviously like to have choices, but, you know, when they become confrontational, you know, maybe I might have to think, is this guy going to come across the table at me? I don't know. You know, could it become a violent situation? I don't know. But would I be lying if I said I've been in situations where I've had to take that into consideration based on the situation? Absolutely not. Yeah. Because I've, I've had to do that. Yeah. That's when you think you're squared up with them and the next thing, oh, nope. Definitely yeah. going to take this foot back. Yeah. I'm he swings at me. Yeah. I'm definitely going to make it myself yep. a smaller profile. Yeah. yeah. So he comes at me or they come at me, then um, at least you'll be ready. I, I think it's, you know, in law enforcement, so we're in that theme, you know, there's a great saying it's better to be judged by 12 than carried by six. Yeah. And I think that's the truth. Mean, meaning your decision, you know, it's better to be alive and then. And tell your story. And tell your story and be judged by a jury of, of 12 than not react or be ready to react and be yeah. carried by your six best friends when you're being buried. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I think I, I live that way in the fact of I go with my gut period, you yeah. know, and that's the thing it's, it's gotten me through my entire life so far, not saying it will ever fail, but, um, 
it's it's just it's just like the when people get a, se- a sense of like the hair stands up on the back of your neck and you know, something's wrong but you the just, spider senses yeah, yeah like if you never experienced that it's it's pretty crazy and I, I that's how I feel about certain situations I know immediately if I'm wrong or right because how I feel in my stomach and mm-hmm. I don't feel sick or nauseous or anything but I know I know it deep down inside and I guess that's maybe where the 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 term comes from I know deep down inside if I'm right or wrong and um, I'm instantly apologizing or I'm instantly like. I really don't care. I'm, I've moved on instantly. And, and if you're kind of scratching your head, wondering what that feeling that Brody's talking about, if you've ever bought a new car from a dealership and you feel like the guy that's trying to sell you a car is feeding you, is, is feeding you a load of bull crap yeah. and you're, and you just get that gut feeling. That's what we're talking about. You know, you know, you're getting hosed. How do you get out of this situation? You know, so everybody's experienced. Um, you know, again, we, we've covered a lot today in this episode, but again, it was, it was a show that, people ask us to do like when they send us messages, it's something that was on our original list and something that I think is important because hopefully you're not dealing with this kind of conflict in the gym. If you do, um, uh, yeah, Mo and bro will come in there and have a seminar on conflict resolution. Or just have them listen to this podcast. <laughs> Might be easier. <laughs> I think with the grand scheme of things, no one's ever always going to agree with you and you're never going to always agree with someone. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think something that was brought up by Stu was, the best things happen because two people conflicted, meaning yeah. Apple and Android. Yep. Okay, whatever. So just because they have different views, they're both successful. Now Android sucks. <laughs> okay. Let's get that right. But um but that's just my opinion. I think that's the thing is you know, I was listening to Janetti's podcast on this, and I think something that was kind of cool was uh they brought up two they brought two local markets and they're on the high end as far as quality uh, Trader Joe's, which is local here and they deal on high end food items. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then there's another, I forget the name of the other place. What fresh time? I don't maybe mm-hmm. say it is. Um, <clears throat> the, the thought is they could go head to head and be like, okay, we're better. We're better. And they're both saying we're better. We're better. Mm-hmm. We're better. Or they can be like, okay, they did this. Now, how can we do it better? Mm-hmm. Okay. So meaning, shit, they got one on us, Mo. Yeah. They got the jump on they us. They did. But I think we can maybe tweak it because they're first through the wall. And they always there say they're first through the wall is, is the bloodiest. The bloodiest. Yep. So they're first through the wall. They may have had the best idea, but it's not always well thought, yeah. the most thought out. But we can come up with a better idea. Yeah. Look at Xbox and, and PlayStation. PlayStation. Yep. So you'll see that one will release the details on one. And then guess what? Like a couple months later, they're releasing details on theirs yeah. because they've upgraded. They've made these small tweaks to be better, to sell better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I think that's what happens. So we can either say they're stupid. I'm just going to do me mm-hmm. or I'm like, and go completely in a different direction yeah. or like, okay, well, they weren't completely wrong, but they weren't completely right, right either. Yeah. So I'm going to go Let's ahead and fill in that little gap yeah, and yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to do it better. I think conflict is common and you always have it no mm-hmm. matter what. As long as there are more than two people existing on this planet, there will be conflict. There's one more than one person. More than two people. Cause you can't have, well, yeah, I guess you can have conflict with yourself depending on how many voices you hear. Yeah. I would definitely conflict <laughs> with myself. <laughs> I'd be that guy, Mo. <laughs> so we talked about, um, you know, it's not just, uh, it's more than a disagreement. Um, you can't ignore it. That's for sure. 
Um, and people respond based off their values and what their experiences are. Um, there are, there are times when, uh, it triggers strong emotions. Um, but I think key of all the points we talked about today, aside from, well, with the respect factor, but I think it's also an opportunity for growth. Yeah. Jenna, what do you think? Oh, Oh, you're, you're not here because oh, you're in Colorado. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You're in the sand dunes. Okay. Sorry, guys. <laughs> She's Jenna, on vacation. <laughs> Jenna did not have an answer. Okay. Just, I just want to remind you this. When you went to be Fisher Friends, there would be no episode today. <laughs> <laughs> you would have nothing. Come <laughs> next week. See how selfish she is? Yeah. Yeah. She has, like, come on. Like, step up. Like, you're only paid one here. Like, no joke. Right? <laughs> So you guys remember that. Next time you went fishing with friends, you're throwing old bro and mo under the bus here. Uh, if Jenna, if we were to record today, we couldn't record because Jenna's not here. Yeah, so. So you would have no episode. Just, just remember that, guys. With that being said, that brings this week's episode to a close. I'm Mo and I'm out. I'm out. Bye. I still hate it. Thank you for listening to the One More Rep Podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at One More Rep Podcast or on Twitter at Can I Get One More or shoot us an email at Can I Get One More at gmail.com. It's nine o'clock. Man, Rick, Rick is on point, man. He's, he, d- yeah. he listens as you soon as it, Rick. Yeah, we love you, bro. And, and I am a little sad that you didn't come and see us on Sunday at the Arnold. He stopped me on Saturday. I had a real brief chat with him. He was in the middle of trying to do something. He said he was going to come back Sunday. I didn't get a chance to catch up with him, but it was actually good to finally meet him. So you need to come down when we have our, our one more rep barbecue. Absolutely. Yeah, you will definitely get a lawn, front lawn seating. Well, you know what I would... You know what I would do right now for your brisket? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm starving too, bro. You responded to Rick? I did already. What did he say? <laughs> yeah, huge shout out to you, man, because you were one of our organic listeners and just found us. and Actually, about a, roughly a year ago, because he said he found us right before yeah. the Open. Helped him, uh, helped motivate him to do some amazing shit. But I would argue, Rick, that you had it in you all along, man. Yes. We were just uh, the match in the gas tank. So here's what we can do. We'll have a one more rep podcast barbecue. We'll have the twins play. Dang. Um, We'll make it like one more rep fest. (laughs) We'll block off this whole parking lot. (laughs) Mandatory uh, two drink minimum, 5% or higher. Dude, I'm so ready. We have it right now. Well, I messaged Meg to find out when they were coming back because I'd August. like to try and do it when they're going to be back. But August now. Maybe we'll just do two of them. We'll have one once the weather breaks and then we'll have a welcome back Mahomes uh, barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to eat. I, I'm kind of scared to have her on the show because I think we'd have to do that for like um, premium subscribers because it would be way, for my, way too much for me to edit. And Rick is also responsible for our, uh, he's our unofficial meme generator. Fuck that meme. <laughs> I mean that from the bottom of my heart, Rick. I love you, brother. You ever send me shit like that again, you're getting a Brooke Wells block list. Or Brody, Brody block list. Brody, Brody block list.
Um, number one defensive technique, shit your pants. Yep. <laughs> Fucking Jenna. People want to name a podcast after someone that's going to shit their pants <laughs> in defense. It's kind of like a, like octopus and squid. Like <laughs> they perceive a, little, a threat and they, oh, and they yeah, ink they everywhere. Ink it, yeah. A little, just a little ink. 